Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, Season 6, Episode number 13. Got a special guest for you today, my man, Brandon Paquin. Did I say that right? Yes. I did say, okay. Close close enough. All right, for everybody listening, I was practicing his name before we got started, so I was trying not to butcher it. Um, But but Brandon and myself, we are connected through uh, uh, Point 3 Basketball. Uh, we're both alphas with their program, and that's how we we have connected. We've been following each other through social media. Um, he is a trainer out in the Midwest. And before we jump into this thing, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and about your coaching journey. Sure, TJ. Thanks for having me on today. Um, yeah, I'm originally from a small town in uh, Indiana, Greencastle, Indiana. So, uh, you know, been around basketball for a long time. Um, obviously, Indiana is a big um, you know, basketball state. So been around it a long time. Uh, went to Indiana University in Bloomington. Um, was there from, oh gosh, 97 to 01, um, a long time ago. And then um, got my degrees in communications and sports marketing from there. And then um, started, started the, you know, the training or the player development, uh, you know, uh, you know, journey in 2004 and still doing this today. So um, 2004 and 2008, I was doing a kind of part-time um, and then met up with um, um, the world-renowned skills coach, Gannon Baker, uh, 2010. He was doing a clinic here in Louisville. Um, so I got to know him. And then he kind of put me under his wing and um, been doing it full-time ever since. So um, that's kind of kind of the journey. It's been, you know, a lot, as you know, a lot of ups and downs. And um, it's tough having your own business. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's been going great for, for the last 10, 12 years. Man, you know, we got a very similar story and timeline. Like, uh, so you graduated high school in 97? Yes. Yep. I didn't know that. I graduated in 97. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh, I actually started doing some training in 01, started getting a little more serious in 04. Um, you know, so our our timelines is, is, is pretty, I didn't right. know that, man. So that's, that's pretty, yep. pretty cool. So in about 08, I kind of started doing a little more, taking a little more serious. I didn't do it full time in 08. Uh, cause I was doing insurance adjusting, but anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. We got a very similar timeline. I, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. All right. So, uh, let's jump right on in this thing. Sure. First question I have for you is in your own words and in your own opinion, what is skill development and how important is it to the game of basketball? Um, it's, it's very important. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, it's, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different, um, you know, avenues to go down in, in player development. Um, there's off court and off court. Um, you know, like I said, that's, that's important to me, you know, everything from being on the court to nutrition, to, um, you know, uh, you know, being in the weight room to, um, you know, uh, you know, recovery. I mean, it's, it's, it's all important. Um, there's steps in it, um, as you, as you know. Um, so each step is important to me. I'm just, you know, and, and for me, and I know you do this too. Um, I actually care about the kids. Um, you know, I go to their games. Um, I check how they're doing in school. Um, and, and I'm upfront with the parents about that. You know, I'm just, yeah, we're in the gym getting better, but I actually care about your kid and I want to see them be better, not in basketball, but in life and in their journey in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of my kids aren't going to go play college basketball after they're done, right. but the stuff we instill in them is going to take them for the rest of their life. Um, you know, their, their work ethic, 
um, you know, their, their education in school. And that's the most important thing. Um, so I you know, I want to build leaders, um, whatever you're doing, um, in the classroom, if you're walking down the street, um, in the gym, wherever you're at, I want to build leaders. Um, so, I mean, the, the player development aspect is obviously important, but there's so much to it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to narrow, narrow down one specific thing just because there's so much involved in it, as you probably know. Yeah. The, uh, the caring part, man, is really, really important. And I think it's very humbling for you to say that, that, you know, majority of the kids that you coach are not going to go to college and play like, right. you know, I, I understand that too. Um, I have a lot of players that may have the opportunity to, but if they do, it's going to be on a, on a small scale. They're not exactly high class, high elite, you know, division one university of Arkansas or SEC, right. ACC, big 10, big 12. Like they're not those type of players and athletes. They weren't born with that type of talent, which is perfectly fine. Right. But, you know, understanding that what we teach them on the basketball court can lead it can can go into other areas of their life and that's really important because I see all the time you know on Instagram and Twitter so many NBA self-called NBA trainers you know I'm a right. pro trainer NBA trainer exactly trainer. um but you know majority of the kids that play are not right. going to make it to that level but and, and I used to and I used to work with college and pro guys quite a bit but the thing about calls and pro guys are, as you probably know, they're never around. Right. You know, they might right. be, I'm, you know, I worked with some, you know, I've worked with Eric Gordon before and a couple of NBA guys, uh, but that was in the summer when they're either coming off an injury. Um, if they have off a month or two, um, if they're close to their hometown, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've worked with a couple of girls that play IU in Bloomington, um, you know, a couple of girls from Louisville, they might come home for two weeks. They yep. want to get a couple of workouts in. But for me, you know, the bulk of my, you know, uh, clientele is fifth through eighth grade, boy, fifth through 12th grade boys and girls. Yep. You know, and then that's what I want to concentrate on. And that's fine. You know, the, the Drew Hamlin's and things, and he's, he's the, one of the best in the business, but he does basically all pros. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and I think it's, I think the, uh, the game is the same, but the teaching and approach can be a little bit different. You exactly. know, um, a lot of a lot of trainers get caught up in, oh, this is what James Harden is doing. Or I saw Drew Hanlon doing this with Jason Tatum. Let me right. go back and do that same thing with my 12 year olds. <laughs> Cannot do that. Same. You right. know, that right. ain't the same. I, I think what's what's important is I would like to see, you know, people talk about all these trainers that work with and there's some great NBA trainers, Phil Henry, Hernandez, exactly. you know, uh, Chris Johnson out in LA, you know, has, has worked with the Rockets before, uh, Irv Roland. It's a yep. lot of good trainers that work with NBA players or, or you know, in the, at the NBA level have worked with NBA players. But the thing that I always wonder about is when you're talking about these elite level players, um, you know, the NBA players like, uh, you know, LeBron or Kawhi or, or uh, you know, whoever, when right. they were 12, 13 years old, what were they doing? Like, right. those exactly. are some of the things I think coaches got to really look at and think about. Not necessarily once Kawhi or 
or Steph Curry and one not since they have mastered certain fundamentals, but at that time when they were 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, what are some of the things that they were doing? I think that's important right. for a lot of coaches to try to right. look at and understand and study. But just seeing what Steph Curry is doing now as a 30-year-old player that's arguably the best shooter to ever pick up a basketball. Right. You know, it's that's that's tough for a 12-year-old or 13-year-old right. to replicate. You know, exactly. I get it. I understand what they're trying to do, but it's right. tough for them to, to replicate. Right. And I'm one of the and I'm one of those people and I've learned this, you know, from whether it's from Gannon Baker. You know, I have a lot of mentors that I've looked up to and worked with. Gannon is one of them. Alan Stein's one of them. Alan's always like, you know, you got to master the basics. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe, Kobe said it the same, same, same thing. Um, I'm not going to show a video of James Harden doing, you know, between a leg step back, you know, 25 feet and having an eight year old do that or a 10 year old. I'm just not going to do that. Um, you know, I've just, you know, that's not going to help the kid get better. And what are the chances of him doing that actually on a game is slim to none. Right. So the, the kid I was working with earlier today, uh, he's in college, goes to a smaller, smaller school, uh, NAIA school. And we were working, um, but we talked about the details, you know, nothing fancy, nothing. We wasn't working on five dribble combos and right, going right. between the legs and shooting fadeaways. Right. It right. was when we started, we started with him being in close, concentrating on his form, catching and shooting. Yep. Take a step back, catch and shoot. Step into Good. catch and shoot. Right. And we got into one dribble, dribble, take, you know, step into it and shoot. Then we added between the legs. Then we moved yep. to him drifting to the corner behind the three-point line, right. catching it, attacking. Two That's perfect. Dribbles, two dribbles shooting the pull-up. You know, we did it on both sides, and then we just kind of, you know, layered it, added stuff right. to that. Uh, and that's how it should be done. Yeah, you know, and, and you know. then when we got done, he asked a bunch of questions, you know, um, about how to attack a pick and roll and what should he look for, and he got to get better with his left hand versus his right hand, you know, just – all those different things, but it was nothing over the top. You know, it was just simple. And I told right. him, hey, you got to work on your footwork. You got to right. work on turning your heel. Right. You got to work on this. Um, but just simple things that he could take back with him that he can work on uh, on his own. So let's talk about some skills. All right. And, okay. and, and there's really no right or wrong answer to this, but you work with a lot of youth players. What is what do you think are some skills that players really need to focus on? And or are there some skills that you feel like, okay, this is the foundation here? You know, if I'm working with a kid, we got to work on these skills here. Right. Well, sh- shooting by far. Yeah. Um, but I always tell kids there's two, there's two things that you always be on the court or you'll be able to make a team. If you can defend and if you can shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously handling the balls, everything's important. Yeah. But, you know, the majority of my kids are pretty good ball handlers, um, but a lot of their shots are broke. Um, I got, I got, you know, 15 to 17, 18 year olds can't hit a 10 footer consistently. Mm-hmm. We're not going to move back to a 22 footer. If you can't hit a 10 footer consistently 60% of the time, yeah. you know, there's, you know, analytics are fine, but you know, some of that stuff is for your, your pro and NBA guys. Yeah. analytics stuff yeah um i want a kid to be able to hit it consistently a 10 to 12 footer 
Um, you know, and I, there's a lot of kids that can't do that consistently. Right. Um, but you got to be able to shoot, you know, off the catch, off the dribble, off the move. Um, you know, and I work with kids on that, you know, everything I'm doing right now is some is in game skills, skills they're going to be doing in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, so whether it's, if you're a, you know, if you're a catch and shoot player, we're going to work on catch and shoot a lot. If you're off the dribble, we're going to work on off the dribble and kids need to be able to pull, pull, pull up off the dribble, you know, and kid, a lot of kids can't do that. Um, right. you know, so I, the shooting aspect for me is always, you know, everything's important, like I mentioned, but the shooting aspect is because there's so many now, you know, there's, you know, people are going to, you know, difference of opinion on if a kid's hitting it shock consistently, but if he's got bad, bad form, if it's going in, um, to a certain extent, that's true. Um, you know, if I have a 16 year old girl that shoots, you know, their, their point shots a little above her head, um, am I going to change it a lot? No. Um, and if I'm, I might square up a little bit more, follow through, get your elbow up higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to change it. Now, if I have a 10 year old doing that, I'm probably going to go in the summertime and work on a shot a lot and change it because you shoot because, you know, if you're shooting on the top of your head at your set point, it's going to be straight. You know, there's no lift in your shot. Um, so, you know, the, the shooting aspect for me is, you know, I work, you know, cause I was a good shooter myself. So, um, you know, I'm going to work on a lot of on kid shots. Yeah. I, I, when it comes to one thing that you just said is really, really important. And, I always felt this way about uh, when I learned or learning from other coaches is that everybody is different and there's nothing wrong with doing things a little bit different or having different theories or different philosophy. Cause I always right. felt like if everybody thought the same or talked the same, the game <laughs> won't grow. Right. So whether you agree with someone like uh, Michael Lancaster and the stuff that he do, or whether you're right. more like Drew Hanlon, or whether you're more like Mike Procopio or Gannon Baker, or whoever that, right. you, that you like to use as a mentor, it's always good to kind of learn a little bit from each person because it's got to be different. And, and, you know, I've spoken with a lot of different coaches on shooting, and everybody has pretty much said something a little bit different. But I will tell you this, it's, it's two things when it comes to shoot. I've never heard any anybody that that's in their right mind disagree on balance and follow exactly <laughs> exactly exactly balance and follow through like right. i don't care what else they say whatever you are whether you're square or turn dip or don't dip straight up or right. down or whether right. you way forward at the end of the day every coach has talked about balance and having a good follow through but I think everybody is a little bit different because every player is different. So it's good to um, understand that there's going to be some similarities. Right. There are also going to be some things that are different because if we look at every NBA player, everybody shoots the basketball differently. All, every single one of them. Every single one of them shoots the ball differently. Um, so, and I tell players all the time, never met a coach that said, you know what? I got too many shooters. I don't need another shooter. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so, so you want to be able, want to be able to, uh, to shoot the basketball. So, uh, is there anything about your training? Let's talk about your philosophy when it comes. I kind of got to have an okay. idea um, okay. of what your philosophy would be, but 
Um, tell us a little bit about some of the things that you really feel like is important when it comes to uh, conducting your, your your training sessions or your right. thoughts when it comes to to training basketball players. Right. So I used to break it up. I used to do a lot of speed and agility stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know, in the off season. I really don't do that anymore just because there's so many specific coaches out there like that. Right. So I got a couple of, you know, friends of mine that do, do the speed and agility in Louisville. I can bring them in. I can pay them in a clinic or whatnot. I can have them do um, have their own. Um, I'm structurally doing all on court stuff now, um, you know, but um, you know, every, the kid, the kids love it, you know, that um, anything they can't do, I can show them how to do it, you know, um, show it, do it, you know, and repeat it and put it into game actions. That's, that's what I do. Um, I'll show them what they're doing or teach it. Um, if they're do, going through that and they're doing it wrong, I can show them how to do it the right way. Yeah. Um, whether it's getting low, um, their follow through, balance in their shot. Um, each workout they come in, um, if kids are coming four days a week, each, each workout is going to be different. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of, you know, they go to some people and it's just like, well, you know, I'll go to another skills coach and we do the same thing every time. Um, you know, and as you probably know, you probably get the same thing. If they're coming to you, I'm going to have something different every time. Now, am I working on some of this same stuff they're going to be doing in games? Yes. But each workout is different, you know, and that's what kids like. Um, they want that thing. You know, I'm passionate about the game. They can see that. Um, they like, again, if, um, if a kid can't do in and out between the legs, let's say in a combo move, I can do that. I can show them the right way to do it. Um, I think that's important. You know, I stay in shape. I'm 42. Um, I got to stay in shape um, just because of that fact. Um, you know, you're not going to bring, you're probably not going to bring your kid to somebody that's 300 pounds and can't move and can't show them the right stuff, you know, the right things right. to do in a workout or a training session. Um, so, um, and the parents like that too. Um, you know, they, they like that, you know, I'm involved in everything they're doing on the floor. Um, whether it's, you know, passing or shooting or playing defense on a kid, um, because, because th there are some, you know, you'll see some coaches or skills coaches just, you know, put their hands behind their back and just stand there for an hour mm. and, oh, that's great. Good job. Good job. Clap. Well, good, good job. Stand there. Okay. Good shot. You know, you, you, you got, you got to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, you, and, and the kids got to see that, um, if a kid is, and we've been around the game long enough, if a kid can't be doing in and out the correct way between the legs, you have to show them the right way to do it. Yeah. Why, you know, and I'll do, for my older kids, eighth grade through 12th grade, I'll work on, you know, finishes. So floater, same foot, same hand. But some of, you got to tell them why they're doing the same foot, same hand. Yeah. You know, you got to get the ball up there quicker. You yeah. got to throw up the shot blocker. You're just not doing it to do it. No. You're doing it for a reason. And I think that gets, con that gets, you know, lost in the mix a little bit of sure. why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing a Euro step? You know, I understand, you know, someone might sneak in another step and that's three steps and they're going to call it travel. A lot of the referees call it travel when it's not really travel, but you know what, well, you just can't do it again if they're calling it two or three times in a game. Right. Um, but you've got to know why and when you're doing things, you know, and that's what I've learned from over the years of the, of my mentors or, you know, the, the coaches that I've learned from, you know, you got to show it and you got to tell them why they're doing it. And then you got to put it into game action. Yeah. I, I think there are some trainers that, that teach stuff because that's the hot thing to teach. 
Right. You know, see, uh, for me, I'm never going to do that. That's right. That's no, not me. I'm, and for me, it's like, you know, I'll put stuff on Instagram and Twitter and stuff and, and Facebook, but I'm not going to do it every, I'm not going to put a rap song to some workouts and do every, like it's every day, man. Like, do you see that? Like you'll go on Instagram and there's a, I mean, it scares the crap out of you because you just click on something and there's this huge, <laughs> huge rap song and it's loud. And then there's kids doing a workout to it. They're like, I mean, uh, you know what, man? I think that's cool if you're a kid, if you're right. a kid and you recording yourself working out and somebody recording you put a rap song to it. You know what, though? I actually did that one time. I took a picture of a kid and I put a rap song to it. I was like, man, I'm going to do what everybody else. I'm going to try. Right. To now, now I have a dad and he's a really good video guy. Now he'll, he'll clip up some of my stuff, like, yeah. you know, and um, he'll, like, I work with his daughter four, three, four times a week. Um, and he's really good at video. Yeah. Um, so he'll, he's got all that stuff. I don't know how to do that stuff, but, yeah. um, he'll do it and that's great. Um, you know, but, uh, but for me, it's just like, you know, we were successful before there was social media. Yeah. So I don't yeah. need to put out, I don't need to take a picture of myself with three kids. Hey, I had to work out at four and five and six and seven. I don't need yeah. to do all that. Yeah. You know, and there's yeah, some I guys that do that every workout, they're taking a picture with their three kids. Man, I feel real <laughs> funny, man. Like, I know it's, it's, I look at it two different ways. There, it's needed because it's, you know, it's a little bit of advertising for you. Right. Uh, the kids enjoy it. They do like right. seeing they do. themselves tagging in videos and stuff or pictures. Um, but then I feel a little funny about it because it's like, here it is, I'm training. And I got my phone out to record or to take a right. picture. And I've um, never done that ever. I've never taken my phone out and videoed one of my workouts. I won't, yeah. I won't have a video. If, like I said, I have a dad that does it. If he's not there doing it, then, you know, yeah. I'm not going to take my phone out. I, I'm, I'm, I need to be teaching yeah. other than doing a video. I'm not a videographer. I'm not a video guy. That's, you know, I'm trying to teach I feel, I, feel I, I go you know? back and forth on that. Um, so I've been talking to my daughter about trying to come to the gym sometime and, and recording or taking a couple of pictures every now and then. But now what I will do is sometimes if a kid, you know, I'll have either the, the dad that does a video or, oh, you there, TJ? Yeah, I see. Okay, sorry about that. No, or all, all now I'll have, I might do video if we're working on a kid's shot so I can go back and show yeah. it to him. Yeah. But it's not like I have my, you know, my, my phone out there for 60 minutes or an hour yeah. workout or so video. Note, yeah. Now, no. you know, I'll, I might video a shot and then I'll go back and show them, Hey, we need to work on this. Yeah. You need to do this. Um, but you know, that's, that's the only reason I might have my phone out. Yeah. Now I do that. There is an app that I use, um, that when a player, when I first worked with a player, I record them shooting. Okay. Um, and even sometimes now this is something that I do the, the kids, they actually like this. Um, on that same app, uh, what I do is I will, let's say I have the players doing three on three. So what I do is I get my phone out and I record them. I tell them what, you know, what we're going to do with three on three. And I record them for like a minute at a time. Okay. And in the, in the gym, I have two TVs cause you know, it's a church and we have two TVs when, when we were actually meeting, um, they would have the children's come in there so we got two tvs so i brought my chromecast and hooked it up to the tv and then i would just mirror what was on my phone to that tv so okay 
we play like a minute, two minutes. I record like a minute of it. And if they did something, then I would show it to them immediately on the screen. And I All would right, that's awesome. down and yeah. say, hey, look, you know, this right here, you should have made this pass or you had this shot or the defense. Right. You should have rotated this way. And right. they see that and they're thinking it's pretty cool because they're looking at it on, on a 45-inch TV right. mounted to the wall. And then I, you know, put my phone up for a second, let them play a little bit longer. Um, and then I record another segment of it and put it back up there. Now, in that sense, they're cool with that because they're getting to see themselves on that TV. Okay. So um, that's that's really cool. And and sometimes if I'm doing an individual session, I can do that too. I can show, I can record it, show them something on there because the app that that I have, I can go in slow motion. I can zoom in, and I can even do some voiceover. Uh, okay. So that's 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 pretty cool. You better do that with them. All right. Um, so when you're working with your players, and I know you do mainly groups, right? Right. Small so how do you how do you implement or what are some some things you like to do when it comes to making decisions, decision makings or even doing some small sided games? Um, so basically, I mean, I work with a lot of kids when, when you don't have the ball in your hands. Mm -hmm. um, so whether it's pass, you know, screen away, go opposite, whether it's pass, cut through. Um, I do a lot of dribble drive stuff with my older kids. Um, dribble drive, lift behind, dribble drive, kick, uh, you know, get to the corner. Um, because I tell the kids, I was like, what, are the, what do you think the percentages are when, when the ball's on your hands? Unless you're the point guard. Sure. You're not going to have the ball, but maybe 6 to 8% of the time in your hands. What are you doing? You know, and I worked with some, my kids the other day, my girls group, small group um, of, um, you know, kicking in the post and then relocating. Um, you know, mid-range and then threes. Um, because you just can't stand there. Right. You know, and that's what most of the kids do when you go to their games. They kick the kick to the other side or, you know, they skip the ball or get in the post. They're just standing there. Yep. And you can't do that. Um, so I try to really implement what are you doing without the ball? Um, and then what are you doing when you get the ball in that situation? Um, so most of my stuff is, you know, um, you know, like I said, I show it, I teach it, and then I put it into game action. Um, and, and that's important for kids to do. The more stuff they're implementing, you know, the more repetitions they're doing in that, they'll do – hopefully they'll do that in the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, it's – a lot of – most of my stuff is in-game situations, um, dribble drive stuff, where are you at in, on the floor in your position. Um, you know, if you're a wing, you know, what are you doing, you know, when you get the ball in the wing, you know, can you shoot off the dribble and off the catch because you're going to have to be able to do that. Um, so, and, and I've learned that from, from other coaches and skills coaches I've learned over the years. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll use some cones here and there with my younger groups, but I'm not a big cone person. I don't, I use some chairs here and there, but, um, a lot of my stuff is in game. What are you doing while you're in the game at your position? Yeah, I, I, I tell all the kids that I work with because it gets ugly. And when I was younger, and I would see somebody like a clip of Gannon Baker working with NBA players and players wouldn't miss, you know what I'm saying? Like right. oh, I would see a drill and the drill looks so good. Right. Like almost perfect. That's not the way it is. And then I would get to the gym and try that drill and I'm like, okay, something is not right. Cause they not getting this. <laughs> right. Um, They're just missing. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I, 
you know, teaching them how to play. You know, I tell kids all the time, there are those that play basketball and that could be anybody. Anybody can pick up the ball and throw it at the hoop. Right. There are those that play and those that know how to play. And I also try to make sure that they really understand how to play the game of basketball. Exactly. I was telling a young lady last night, every time she would run to the basket, she would just call for the, or she was on offense, she'd just call for the ball and just throw her hands up, like straight up in the air. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you just right. in the wrong <laughs> spot with your hands up. Like, you are no longer allowed to put your hands above your head anymore. <laughs> right. You know? So, but she's fifth grade, so she's learning how to play basketball. Right. And, so, and at that age, especially, they want to run towards the ball. Oh, my goodness. You know, every yes. kid at that age, fourth through even the third through, let's say, fifth or sixth grade, they want to run towards the right. ball. And I'm like, don't run towards the ball. You're not going to get the ball in that spot. you got to ball space out. Yep. You know, and that happens so much. And I just don't think – I mean, I get it. You know, there's – you know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, you know, coaches or parents that got to, you know, have their, you know, whatever youth team and they have to coach it and they don't have a lot of time, maybe an hour or two a week, you know, and it, it's hard to do it that way. Um, and that's why, you know, they send the kids to us, but, right. um, you know, it's, there, there's so much need to be taught. And, you know, especially, you know, I think that's, there's a lot of lacking in basketball IQ. Oh. Um, you know, like you said, kids, some, just that you know they're they're getting better and things but they don't know how to play the game you know they can't see they can't see it well i need to space out somewhere or cut at a certain spot that's open yeah you know just they're ingrained of being a robot of okay my coach is telling me to go to this spot or that spot or you know where we had to run this offense and you know we're you know we had to we put in this zone offense and you know i got to go to this spot and just stand um and, and that's just it's just not the case Right. Yeah, it's tough, man, you know, getting the kids to understand the game and getting them to play at a fast pace because the game is played fast, but playing slow at the same time. Right. Right. You know, exactly. So, um, my daughter's in fourth grade. And when she first started playing, picking up a ball, my thing was attack, attack, attack. You know, right. I want you to be aggressive, catch the ball. When you get a chance, attack the basket. Now I'm having to teach her to attack, but you got to be able to see that other defender. You exactly. Know? So I got to exactly. know where the help is coming from. I got to know where my teammates are. I got to know if right. the defender rotates over, somebody right. is open. So right. it's a process. It takes time. And I think a lot of coaches, a lot of trainers, they don't want to teach that. Right. And I actually heard someone, um, uh, I actually was watching a clinic on YouTube and this, this coach was talking about how there are no more teachers, like actual teachers teaching the game of basketball. And if you actually think about it, a lot of these trainers that are being hired, they don't have a teaching background. I'm not saying you have to have a teaching background to be able to right. teach basketball. Right. Um, but there are a lot of people that don't understand how to communicate, how to put together exactly. a plan. And here's a big thing, TJ, that I've seen lately as, and I'm not saying players can't be good skills coaches because there's some good ones, but most majority or a lot of former players think they're going to be good coaches or trainers because they're good players. Yeah. And that doesn't transfer over. It's on the totally end opposite of the spectrum 
of being a coach and being a player. Um, And there's so many, you know, former players want to be skills coaches and be like, well, I was a good player. I want to stay in basketball. And I get it. You want to stay in basketball, but that's, it's, 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 you know, black and white in that, you know, there's, and I'm not saying there's some, there are some good former, you know, players that are good skills coaches, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but um, I think you got to get past the notion of this, what worked for me and it's going to work for everybody else. Right. Got to get past that. That's, that's not the case. If, you know, if you feel like this, this is the only way to do it, then you're going to, you're, you're going to be highly mistaken. You are highly mistaken. Right. You know, you got to understand that every player is different. Right. Everybody's ability is different. Everybody's potential is different. And you have to be able to communicate and reach them in different ways. Because if you don't, you're going to be, beating your head up against the wall trying to get through to a kid or get through the players and you're just not going to be able to right. do it. But you have to, be, right. have to be open. Like, right. you can learn from anybody. Like, you could take a kid that's fresh out of college and coaching the seventh grade team with no experience at all and you can learn something. It may be something you right. need to do. Right. You can learn something. You know, you right. can learn something from them or you can learn – something from the college coach, or you can learn right. from the, the seasoned coach that's retired, that's, that's not coaching. Anymore. Right. You can always- you know, I'll ask a lot of parents this. I'm like, well, okay, let's say there's a former NBA player in your area that's a skills coach now. Are you going to him because he was a former NBA player? Or are you going to him because he's actually teaching you the game? Mm-hmm. You know, probably majority of them are going because he was a former right. NBA all-star. Yeah. You know, and that's just – I mean, I, I get it if, you know, you know, this person was a former NBA player, all-star, and it's cool to meet him and take pictures with him, but that's not getting you better. You know, right. I want to go to somebody that's actually teaching me the game um, and making me a better player than, well, you know, I'm, I can I could post a picture of a form, with a former NBA all-star and put on, put on Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so, you know, you got to be, gotta be careful, careful with that. Um, because a lot of times if to the average parent or average player, if you coached in college, played in college, coached in at the professional level or played in professional level, there is an automatic thought that, that you can really teach and develop. And that's not, that's not necessarily true. Right. Um, there are a lot of coaches that's in the NBA. There are coaches that's in college that are not great at developing players. Right. And that's not a knack. That's not bad talking to them. It's just right. their specialty may be in a different area. Exactly. So, you know, specialty, being able to develop a player, take a player, assess where they are, understand where they're trying to go, and put together a plan to help them reach that destination, that's a specialty. That's right. something that you got to be able to, you know, to be able to do that. That's tough. That's not easy. Right. And, and so, as you notice, most of the former coaches, just on the coaching side, um, they were all role players. They sat back and they could watch the game and dissect it. Um, Krzyzewski wasn't a great player, but he, he was a role player and he knew his role and he could sit back and see the game. Um, Phil Jackson was pretty good, but he wasn't an NBA all-star, you know, he, and he could sit, you know, kind of sit back and he had a role, 
Um, you know, Bobby Knight was, you know, played Ohio State, um, and he was a pretty good player, but he wasn't a star. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, Calipari wasn't a, a great basketball player, you know, but, you know, he, you can sit back and you can see the game and you're going to, you're going to star in your role maybe. Um, and a lot of those coaches weren't great players, um, but they were good role players and they could sit back, they could sit on the bench and see the game. How, do, how, how good do you think Steve Nash is going to do? I think Steve Nash is going to do good um, or do well. Um, just because he was a he was a point guard, he was a leader. Um, you, you could see him when he played um, in the NBA. What he did, you know, um, he was a leader on the floor. Um, I, those kind of guys, those kind of guys, I think are can do well. You know, everybody likes them. Um, you know, and like I said, I think I think he's going to do well because he was that floor general when he while he played. Um, he you know he could sit back and be in the last couple of years. And, um, you know, kind of see how things go in the NBA. Um, coaching the NBA is tough. Um, it doesn't matter who you are anymore. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're not winning, you can, get, you can get fired in the middle of the season. It doesn't matter who you are. All right, so, man, I got, I got uh, one more thing to ask you. A couple okay. more things, and then, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Okay. Um, let's talk about film. Um, okay. You know, I try to use film as much as I can with players. Typically, my extent of film is what I talked about earlier, being able to film them in, in practice, show right. up on the TV screen. I don't have access to Synergy or, or Huddle or anything like that with, with some right. of the uh, other, quote-unquote, NBA trainers. Uh, right. So is there any way that you like to use film uh, with your players? Like maybe I know right now you just said y'all got shut down. Right. But – do players give get access to film and sit down with you and watch it, or or how do you how do you like to incorporate film? Um, I wish I could do it. I wish I could do it more honestly. Um, I just don't have enough hours in the day to do that. Um, you know, as far as being with the kids, um, you know, like I said, I got to be in the most of the times. My my time is spent in the gym with them. Yeah. Now, if if it, if it's out of the if it's out of the gym and the kid sends me, let's say, a film, whether it's huddle. Um, you know, they'll email it to me or send it to me on my phone. I'll go back and watch it. Or if their game's actually online, I can go and watch it sometimes. Um, like I said, I wish I could do more of it, you know, and it's important. It, it definitely is. And that's, you know, especially if you're a player that wants to go to college, um, you know, like I said, you know, doing this over the years, like you, I know, I know, you know, a lot of college, a lot of college coaches. So if a kid send me, you know, a girl, like, you know, I work with a lot of girls now. And the girl sends me a film, be like, hey, um, you know, I'll watch your film. And then then I might call, you know, I might text her, text or call one of the coaches that I know and be like, hey, look, you know, I watch this, you know, so-and-so's film. Let me let me send it to you. I think you like, you know, have some interest in them. Yeah. Um, but it's important, you know, a kid, you know, I was always a visual learner myself. Yeah. So if I could go yeah. back and see my mistakes and see what I was doing, um, th that helped me help me play. Well, I need to be in this spot and this on this on the offensive offensive end of the floor, I need to space out, um, or uh, you know, look 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 at my position on defense. Um, you know, I was you know I wasn't up in the shooter enough. Um, it's important, but I just like you said for you, there's probably not enough time and there's not enough resources we don't have to do it. Yeah. You know, now obviously if you know if I had a studio um, and I had all that stuff, I could you know you know watch it and dissect it and break it down. 
Um, but it's just, there's so much other stuff as we got to do business wise. It, it's hard to do that all the time. So last thing I got for you before I let you go, is there any additional tips or advice you would want to give to anybody that's listening? And then after you do that, why don't you tell everybody how they can connect with you on social media? Sure. So um, my whole thing is with, with the training that I do, I just want kids to have a good attitude and a good effort every single time. The minute you put on your shoes and get out there, it, it's all game-like. Um, there's no shortcuts in it. You know, um, Everything else is – and I tell kids – Everything else is fixable. Your shot, we can work on your shot. We can work on our ball handling, but you got to be able to bring your attitude and effort every single time because it's important. Um, I just don't want you to be, you know, if it's if if I can't see it and a kid sees another kid sees, well, hey, good job, good job on this, you know, um, you know, because I want all the kids on the floor to be a leader. You know, I don't want followers. I want leaders, um, and, and and I mentioned that earlier. Um, I want in any aspect in life you do, you got to be a leader, whether if someone falls down on the middle of the road, pick them up. You know, if, if something, if someone's having a bad game, make up their spirits, go up to them and be like, Hey, you're, everything is going to be okay. We're, we'll, we'll work on this in practice or workouts. Um, cause, cause it all matters. Um, everything, like I said, everything in my workouts, it's, it matters. Every dribble, it matters. Um, every, everything you do, you know, from the minute you step on the floor to the minute you're done, it all matters. From the warm up to the to the progressions in our ball handling to the shooting to our you know our cool down if we're cool you know doing that at the end of the workouts, it all matters. It's all going to make you a better player. Yep. So how can they connect with you uh, on social media? Sure. So um, you know, I have I have Instagram. It's bpaquin20. Um, I have you know Facebook. I have Twitter. It's um, it's, I'm going to have to look at my Twitter. It's, um, it's South, it's South Paul, little Elville South Paul. So, um, there's a lot of different handles I have, so it's hard to remember them all. Um, you know, like I said, you got Instagram, you got Twitter, you got Facebook, there's Snapchat. Now there's what, uh, TikTok. TikTok yeah. you know, I don't have them all. I have those three and that's enough. I can't, I can't even stay on those enough. Um, so um, you know, TJ, it was great to have me on today. It was great talking to you, and hopefully, you know, we can we can stay in touch. Well, that's it for today's show. I appreciate everyone that tuned in. I hope you found it valuable and informative. If you like today's show, please share on social media and tag me. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at nbnbball. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and please give me a five star rating. Also, be sure to check out my book, The Skill Development Playbook. This book will help you understand how to get organized and know what real skill development is. It can be found on my website by visiting tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. Paperback is $9.99. The PDF version is $3.95. And also going to be found on Amazon. Just search Skill Development Playbook and it should pop up. It's $9.99 for the paperback or $3.99 for the Kindle version. Now, if you need to contact me for anything skill development related, I can be reached by email at info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. Again, I appreciate you for tuning in. Until next time, thank you. God bless.